Annyeonghaseyo. This is Pastor Latoya Uyola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. It has been a lot that's going on this week. I am sincerely just as shocked and baffled by a lot of different things that's going on. But nevertheless, I'm grateful and thankful that God is on the throne. When I say I'm shocked and baffled, is that now more than ever, people that are living a different lifestyle want to start sitting there and they want to um, honestly claim to be a Christian, claim to, after all the different things they have done, claim they want to be a Christian. And some of them are claiming to be Christians in order for them to get into God's house. Let me say this. Let me be very, let me clarify everything I just said. If you know the fruit of God, you know the attitudes of God, you know the Beatitudes, you know God's people, you know what's going on. Sincerely, you just can't sit there and honestly sit there and say, well, I'm doing it for the art or for the craft or what have you. When you see what the fruit of the person is, you already know who they are. Let me say that one more time. You know who they belong to. So you can't honestly sit there and claim to be a Christian If you have not done what God told you to do, which is go to him and ask and say with a genuine heart, forgive me, accept his son into your life. But also at the same exact time, change from the ways that you are living. And also at the same time, that is just the beginning of everything that you got. You have to sacrifice every day what you used to do. Let me say this one more time. When I say sacrifice, whatever sin that you used to do, you're not doing it anymore. And then at the same as that time, you have the Holy Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost dwelling within you. And it's going to tell you not to do that. It's going to tell you to go a different way and read your word and fast and pray. I mean, these are all different things that as we as Christians do, and we apply all of these different things that the Bible has taught us to our life. So much so that when the world sees us, they see a different person. They see a different uh, circumstances surrounding us. They see all these different elements and they see and 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 also everyone else sees there's a difference about that person there's a difference about just how they talk how they act how they speak there's a difference and yes you love people but also at the same time god can remove people and then god can place people in your life let me say that one more time too god places people in your life, but also God's hear the conversations about you 
in different places. So then when God does that, he tells you things. And within that moment, he has you to either pray about the situation and also at the same time, he has you to be removed from the situation. Because once he sees what's going on and he tells you, I don't know about you, what type of relationship you have with God, but he talks to me. And when he talks to me, he tells me what's going on. Then he starts removing you from that situation slowly, but surely. And when he does that, don't get mad. Don't get upset because God is starting to tell you different things and conversations about you that occur or, you know, have people to say things about you and, and that it benefits you as the body of Christ so that you are starting to realize and understand how death, how deep and, and, and how, uh, realistic your relationship is with God. I'm going to say this for myself. I can be in a different room or I could be doing something else. And then God talks to me or calls me. Um, someone can call me and say something or talk to me and say something that I know God sent them and said it. And, 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 and also some of your enemies will sit there and say things about you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. And you would honestly have to have that conversation with God, but that's a totally different um, topic. But I'm just telling you, you need to start realizing that everybody that claims to be a, a Christian isn't. You need to examine the fruit. You need to examine what God is telling you about situations, circumstances, and about you as an individual. You need to start realizing that everybody, you're not everybody's cup of tea. You're not going to be everybody's placement, but start realizing that you are going to go through things. And you're going to have to realize that God is the only one that honestly will have an honest conversation with you because certain people get mad and upset because you're doing different things or going different places that they are not. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You have to get to that point that your relationship with God is so precious that it's between you and God. And I want to get to that relationship. I love my children. I love my husband. But also my first love was God. So we need to get back to that. Amen. Now, I'm going to say this. With everything that's going on, you need to know the word for yourself. That's why I always say, get your Bible, not just on your phone, but you should have a hard copy in your home. Also, because if something happens that they say that they have to remove that app from your phone, you have a hard copy. I have two of them. But I want to make sure that is what God is helping me to know because I've already stated 
And you can go back and research it. China is trying to put out a Bible and they are excluding what God has said in his written word, the original word. And you should not sit there and put your hand on the word of God, especially to take what God has said. He already told you, do not add to nor take away from his word. Amen. So for me, when I say get your Bible, get your hard copy, also at the same exact time, make sure that you have it with you because that is your bread and butter. And that is who you are in God. That's how he, this is his love letter to us. Whether we see it or not, that's our his love letter because it's a lot of things we should do, we shouldn't do. There's a lot of things that we as a body of Christ should be able to expose ourselves to because this is what's going on. It is not always peaches and cream. It's not always, you know, um, it's not always just a, a, a beautiful picture, but also at the same time, it is a big, huge letter to us of what we shouldn't do, what we should do, how the relationship is with God, how we can be able to connect with God, how we can talk to God, how it has been able to change, excuse me, from them doing blood sacrifices to God, which is animals. And and also grains to food to also Jesus being the ultimate sacrifice on the cross that we don't need any other animal sacrifice. We don't have to go to someone else to tell our sins to in a closet. I'm going to say it like I mean it. We don't have to be able to go to any man, but only to God himself because his son has made the ultimate sacrifice. And also he has conquered death and hell. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We don't have to go to certain people. We don't have to be able to go into a closet. We don't have to be able to go and do all of these rituals or what have you anymore because Jesus was able to become our high priest and be able to give his ultimate sacrifice in order for us to become ambassadors to God. Read your word. You will know what I'm talking about. And if you don't know, ask God to open up your mind and your heart. Ask God to start really talking about and manifesting those things into your life. I've been doing this since I've been 10 years old to read the word of God. And my intentions to read the word of God wasn't right at first. But I start realizing that if I know the word, let me share the word and let me get more into depth into the word because this is by bread alone. We're not being able to live, but by every word that proceeds out the mouth of God. So now I have to be able to get into my word. I have to start living the way that he told me to do. I have to be able to give an account to everything that I know and that what I'm doing. I have to. That's why I keep keep harping on this is what we need to know because we are going to be judged for this we're going to be judged for what we know and even for what we don't know because guess what that's why Solomon asks for wisdom and we're going to get into that later I have so much other things that we're going to get into in 2024 but what I wanted to set the tone is that we need to get into the word of God and I have to sit there and I have to apologize because Every time that 
I get into things, I have to push forward. I have to meditate. I have to, it seems like every time I get closer to what I need to do, the enemy will come in and throw a monkey rich or something in the mix that would cause me to have my attention to be focused elsewhere. And then I have to come back and refocus. But then I said, no more. I need to come back into this. That's why I got up at 421 in the morning. That's why I am starting to meet refocus of what I I need to do and start bringing back some of the habits that I have in God because certain people will sit there and also at the same time try to get mad at me because they only wanted to have this surface but I want to dig deeper into the word of God so there's a lot of different elements to this to this word of God and your relationship with God and how it transfers into your life So let me say this also, too. (laughs) I mean, it's a lot. I understand. But let's get into this. Amen. Please get into your word. Please have your word, have your journal or have a piece of paper and a pen with you. I am honestly um, delving into a whole lot of different things that God has gotten so many different things that's been coming up. But also at the same exact time, I had to learn that a lot of times God will deviate you from some other people or the relationship you have or what have you, because you give people warnings and you give them what God has said, but they don't want to heed. So God says, you know, dust the feet off of, you know, when you coming out of paraphrasing out of the whole entire city and the city does does not want to listen. You go and you dust your feet off and you keep walking. So I've been dusting my feet off and I've been keeping walking. Amen. Now I'm going back to this is uh, how God is being able to tell me about warfare. And I was talking about refortifying your home or your house. And we were in Joshua, the second chapter. Now, I went back a little bit more and God was impressing on me to look up Rahab. Her name means uncertain in Hebrew, but it just seems like to me, even though her name is uncertain, I mean, it had to be the Holy Spirit speaking through her to the thieves that were located on the roof because let's going back into Joshua the second chapter in the ninth verse and she said unto the men I know that the Lord hath given you the land let me say when she said that my ears perked up my whole entire life was like what Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go back again. Let's let's go and let, let's let's just let's 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 dissect that. Okay, Joshua the second chapter in the ninth verse, and I'm reading it out of the King James version. And she said unto the men, "I know that the Lord has given you the land, and that your terror has failed upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you." Now, when I went into Merriam-Webster Dictionary, and these are mostly where I get all of my meanings from, 
It means, uh, but let me go back in Rahab's, uh, name. I got it from Zordan illustrated book, di- Bible dictionary, but I had Miriam Webster dictionary was faint, meaning weak, dizzy, and also to lose courage or spirit. Y'all don't hear me. And I was like, okay, God, so you putting me at a different level in this is because when Rahab said what she said to the thief, to the, I'm sorry, to the uh, children of Israel, the two ones that were out scouting that, you know, you have been able to sit there and all the inheritances of the land fainted because of you. Do you understand the validity? I mean, the magnitude of those words. Do you understand from the, from the point that she even says it in the ninth verse to the end of the time that she is talking? Do you understand that she has known that the people of God has started to set presidents in the land? Even before they even got to Jericho, let me say this, that whatever you are going through, child of God, woman of God, man of God, stop sitting up here and thinking that the enemy doesn't know your track record, doesn't know that you've been victorious, doesn't know that the land that God has given you should be increased, enlarged, and they are now the target of what you have become. Let me say this for the people in the back. You need to rejoice. You need to be giddy. You need to be happy on today because the enemy knows that when you get up in the morning, it's like, oh man, she's up. What is she doing? If I can distract her from her prayer life, if I can distract him from not doing what God says, if I can distract them and put circumstances on them to make them sit there and lose their focus, lose that territory, lose the manifestation that God has given them, then I can be able to be victorious. This is what Satan is saying. But if you do what Rahab said, that you know for a fact that God has given you the land, that even before they even seen you, they know who you are, then you need to get up and rejoice. You have already won the battle. God has already went before you. So then why won't you get up and give God a hallelujah? Praise the Lord. Stop sitting up here and thinking, woe is me. You have already been given the victory. Then walk in it, live in it, exist in it, know who God is. Praise God even before he opens up the next door, before he even gives you the next assignment. Praise God because guess what? When you have been victorious, you don't want people around you that's not victorious. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me though. See, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm I'm getting happy, God. I'm thankful. And verse nine again, and she says unto the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that your terror is full upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land fainted because of you. 
They're losing courage. They're losing their their spirit, their faith, their, their hope. Now, verse 10, and for we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you. Now, uh, let me go back. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. And what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites, that you were on the other side of other side, Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. Verse 11, and as soon as we heard these things, our heart did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage. Come on now. In any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is the He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. She just told you that you, Israel, you already have the victory because we don't even know how to fight a God that is before you, that goes before you and that is being able to control heaven and earth. So why are you worried about the situation that you can't even handle? All you have to do is go talk to God about it. Don't hear me. Have you talked to God about it? Have you sat there and said, you know what? For God I live, for God I die. But are you ashamed that you have lost your whole entire face, your whole entire hope? Because you've seen the circumstances and it may seem bleak, but do you understand that the battle is not yours, it's God's? Do you understand that through Shiloh and also through Og, man, the battle was given to the Israelites way before they even got to them. So do you understand that they already knew they weren't serving the right God? Y'all don't, ooh, y'all don't hear me. Let me get happy on today. It ain't even Friday. It ain't even Saturday. It ain't even Sunday. But what I'm telling you today is the day that we need to get up. We need to be happy about God. We need to sit there. Don't you know if you just eating ramen noodles, you should be sitting there and saying, I thank you, God, for what you have given me. Even if you have a car that's beat up, do you understand that you need to sit there and say, I thank you, Lord, for being able to give me money to put in my car to go to my job do you understand that even when you have a cranky manager an unholy uncircumcised manager oh y'all don't hear me the ones that you know is serving satan Thank God that you have a job you can go to. And do you understand that even though you know they're not of God, you know what? Pray for them. Because they see that you're doing more than what they're doing. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me. When people start seeing that you're doing a whole lot more than them, do you understand that you're in there for a purpose and a plan and a reason? You're not just there to be able to take up space, but you're doing and enlarging the territory. Whether it is in a school, whether it is on a job, whether it's in on the military, whether it is a counseling center, whatever hospital, um, uh, also living establishments, 
wherever, the church, whatever, wherever you are, you make an impact and not just an impact. You do so much more than the average. And they don't like that because you're going against what they're so used to. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Israel was conquering and taking the land because God sold them so. Because they had a belief, a crazy, happy, joyous, but a focus-centered belief in him. We need to get back to that. We need to get back to what God is saying. Stop sitting up here and saying, well, God, you didn't say this. No, God said it. If God put it in his Bible, in his word, he said it. Whether it was in Genesis to Revelations and in between, whatever God has been able to say, he has been able to say it. Now we need to live it out. We need to be able to speak it. We need to be able to give hope. We need to be able to sit there and say, you know what, God, you're going to do this. And I know you're going to go and you're going to do it. I don't know how you're going to do it. But the battle is not mine. I need to sit there and step back and let you take care of it. Let you be able to go through it. Let you sit here and give me and be the author and finisher of my faith. Let me sit back and know you're still God. Whatever's going on, I know you're still able to take care of us. Amen. Now. With that being said, y'all, I mean, it was like meat and potatoes to me. I had to get up. I had to realize that I can't let the enemy take any more territory, whether it's in my mind, whether it's in my body, whether it's in my home, whether it's with my marriage, whether it's with my children, whether it's with anything that's pertaining to me. I cannot afford to because guess what? My heart shouldn't faint, especially since Satan has already abdicated. And abdicated means he has already sat there and said he want to go against God. Guess what? I am his replacement because guess what? God considers me and deems me precious. Now I need to be able to get into my role, my viewpoint, my understanding, my relationship with God, and I should praise him even the more. I should sit there and say that Satan, you have no authority to be here. You need to leave immediately. This is my territory because I am doing this for God. I am living for God. And no matter what, I know who God is. I know who my redeemer is. I mean, let me, let me calm down. No, my soul is happy on today. And, and I need to praise God on credit. Pastor Jay Hazler keeps telling me that. He says, no matter what's going on, praise God on credit so much that when it, when things come and they will come, that you lift up your hands and you say, thank you, Lord. See, I could have sat there and I could have sat there and said, you know what, God, I'm not believing you anymore. I'm not. No, I cannot do that. I can't afford not to do that. I can't even with the little things. I had to sit there and be grateful. See, the enemy will come in and and do things and say things and, you know, put you to the wall. But then God sits there and says, wait a minute. 
Have I not given you this? Haven't I, haven't I sat there and I sent my word and I've healed you? Haven't I given you time to get out of homelessness and hell and all this other stuff? Haven't I? Haven't I? Haven't I been able to be the one that no one else is around that you talk to? Haven't I? Have I not? Oh, y'all don't hear me though. And yes, I am a little bit more vocal. I'm a little bit more passionate. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. This is not the this is not the podcast for you. But I'm sorry when it comes to the point that God keeps showing you yet time and time again who he is. Believe him. So I'm sitting up here and tainting God and putting God down. Y'all, y'all, y'all have lost your mind. You have bumped your head. God has been too good to us. We, we could have been out of here a long time ago, but God has saw fit for you to be able to get up this morning and be able to put you in your right mind, to be able to let you open up your eyes and have the faculty of your limbs. Y'all have bumped your heads if you don't believe who God is. See, you should be more scared of God than, than Satan. No, y'all don't hear me though. Satan don't got no hell to put you in. God has, God can be able to kill your body and your soul. Satan don't have nothing to do with you. You should be more scared of who God is than who, what Satan is trying to put on you. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Satan can say whatever, he can do whatever, but God has to give him permission to do so. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all, y'all don't hear me though. We need to get into that too. Man, Pastor, you just, no, I'm dropping these, I'm dropping these gems, I'm dropping these dimes because I'm so sick and tired of people sitting up here having a nimmy nimmy spirit. What I mean is a nimmy nimmy spirit is, uh, uh, well, I, I don't, I, I don't believe that God, you know, I, I seen him do it, but I don't, I don't, I don't know about y'all have bumped your head. Seriously, I don't know what you're smoking, but it ain't what God has told you to be able to do. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Man, Pastor, no, because some of y'all are believing the lies. Y'all believe in the media. Y'all believe in everybody else, but what God has already told you. Go possess the land, but yet and still also to go and make sure wherever you are going, you already know what's going on. Y'all don't hear me though. When Joshua and very adamantly, I love how they say that Joshua was able to have scouts, people to go out and see what's going on in the land and the environment before they conquered it. Y'all need to get out here and start praising God in prayer. Prayer is huge, monumental. So, uh, I mean, it gets to the point where I know God might get sick and tired of me calling, might get sick and tired of hearing me, but I don't think he does. And I'm going to say it like I mean it. That's my opinion now. I don't believe God gets sick and tired of me. But I want him to get to a point where it's like, you need to come and see about me, God. Like, 
Honestly, you stay on your hands and knees and I've done it before where you staying on your hands and knees. You talking to God every day and you sitting up there, you speaking different languages. You sitting up there going to different rooms and cleaning and you talking and you doing this to, with God and you talking and you seeing this and all this other stuff. Do you understand? You shabaking God. I mean, you going back to the old way. I mean, the old school. I mean, old. I'm talking about you in God's face, 2407, 365 days. You shabaking God, and it means to be able to talk to him. You're, you're honestly sitting there with the Holy Spirit, and sometimes you're sitting up there, and you see what's going on. You see what the enemy is trying to do. And then at the same exact time, he has the nerve, the audacity, to go and talk to God about you, then you need to sit there. And while he's going to talk to God about you, don't you know that you need to be sitting up here just like Rahab and sitting there and saying, I know that God sent you, that he was able to make sure that you came to my door and to let you know your track record. So on today, you need to know your track record on today. You need to know that you've been able to be a conqueror when no one else said you can. You need to be able to sit out there and say, you know what, God, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to be able to set my finances right. My family is going to be secure. My marriage is going to be secure. My children are going to be successful. They're going to have, you know, whether it's a husband or a woman. A wife, depending on what God says in the gen, you know, what have you, God is going to be able to set them up because of who you are. Y'all don't hear me though. And the, and the prayers of the righteous avail of much. I don't know who been telling you this, that you can't sit there and talk to God. I, every time that something's going on, I sit there and I say, you know what, God, what do you see what happened? No, no, wait, wait, wait. Did you see what he did? Did you see what's going on? Did you see that both of my cars are messed up? Do you see that this is what's going on? Do you see that this is what's going on in my family? Do you see the arguments of the spouse? Do you see what, you know, laundry and do you see this? And do you see that? Do you see the finances? And do you see this and that? And, and I'm sitting up here talking to God. And instead of sitting up there and, you know, seeing, seeing stuff about my, my mountain, I should be sitting there and saying, God, they don't know how I, how I feel, but do you understand? I know you're going to take care of it and walk on off. Give it to God. And while I had to learn this, y'all, I'm 40, about to be 48 next year. Let you learn right now. I'm giving it to God. No matter what's going on, no matter trials or tribulations, I had to give it to God. I, I had, and when you, when you got to that point, I mean, he would exhaust you to the point. Satan will sit there and try to exhaust you until you realize that aha moment. You know that moment when you honestly have went through everything that you can do. Then you want to go ahead and go back to God and you ask for forgiveness and say, you know what? God, I should have talked to you the first time. 
I should have went on went on ahead and said, you know what? Let me consult with the with the person that made me, with the situation, with everything that I got. I need to consult with you. God, I'm sorry that I should have brought this before you before it got any and any bigger. Before it got any worse, I should have. And a situation that I had this week, I had a lot of stuff to happen for a while. And then when I saw how God, I had to sit there and I said, are you ready? Are you done? Between me and my husband, I had to sit there and say, don't you, let's go ahead and let's go into the house and let's pray. Do you understand that you have so much power? So much dutamus because you're God's child. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. You have so much power. You have so much dutamus because you're God's child. And we need to recognize that. The enemy can't combat you if you know who your redeemer is. And my redeemer is Jesus. And my God, my father, the one that I can go to is God himself. The great I am. El Shaddai, Elohim, El Rapha, the Alpha, and the Omega, the first and the last. Y'all don't hear me, though. I had to wake up and realize that I got to give it into his hands. Amen. Now, let's go ahead and go. I mean, I don't know about you, but that makes me happy. Verse 12, now, therefore, I pray you swear unto me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness that ye will have shown kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token. Do you understand? Rahab had to realize this is a losing battle. I'm on the wrong side. Let me go ahead and propose something of a kindness to these two spies. And let me say this is that she knew she was on the wrong side. So while she's being able to show kindness to them, do you understand she would like to have mercy in return? Do you understand that when we as sinners come to God, we want to be able to have, we should deserve death, but God said we don't have to have that in our lives. We can be able to turn around and ask for forgiveness and come into the fold. And in that regard, we need to start realizing who God is, who God is in our lives. It's not about having to sit there and honestly realize we can't do this by ourselves. And I've learned so much over this whole entire 47 years of my life that a lot of people that go into Hollywood and all these different um, genres and have become so successful, do you understand they are making sacrifices to Satan? Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. Well, there's human sacrifices whether they are giving themselves over to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils and demons. These things are going on. And we as the body of Christ need to understand that our success is from God. 
I'm not getting it from a witch, a warlock. My knowledge of this word is not coming from anyone else, but from the Holy Spirit and God. And also I'm covered underneath the blood of Jesus. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. My knowledge, my wisdom, my understanding, all the things that I'm passionate about, the way that I'm living this out in the word of God, it's not coming from Satan. It's not coming from a witch or warlock or me being a witch or or me having conjuring spirits and doctrines of devils. No, I, I'm doing this because God has been able to ordain me to do it. I've been able to know who God is in my lifetime. See, people can sit there and say whatever about you because they don't have it the way that you have it in God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, Rahab knew that she was on the wrong side, though the one that she knows that they're going to get conquered. So instead of her sitting there and trying to fight against God, she can't do that. She already knew she was outnumbered. Then why can't she go ahead and sit there and say, can you show me kindness since I showed you kindness? Now let's go. Let's just, whew, 13 verse. And that ye will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters, all that they have and deliver our lives from death. Y'all, do y'all understand how critical this is, this moment, this period? They knew they were going to come in and they were going to conquer Jericho. But also at the same exact time, it was very poignant at this time. They did not want to have death come upon them. They wanted to seek life. And they knew that if they can be able to be shown mercy and grace from their God and from these people, they knew they had a chance. Do you understand when you know how Satan is being able to manipulate old and young people? Do you understand he's going after the youth? He's going after everyone. He does not have no respect to person. He hates us all. Human beings, humankind was made in God's image and he hates us because we have replaced him. We have become the apple of his eye. And it, also we should worship God and not him. And this is why the enemy is so diligently seeking out so he can destroy us, so we can go to hell with him. Absolutely not so. We should sit there and say, Lord, I've done this. I deserve death. But you know what, God? I'm so grateful that you have given us mercy, grace to get it right. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You have given us time to get it right. So now let me take this opportune time to get it right. No matter what's going on in my life, this is more important than anything else, than what I think, than what I know. And we need to denounce those, those gods, those little Gs, not the big G. He's the main one. But there are a lot of Elohims, as they say in the Greek and the Hebrew. 
But the one true God, the one true Elohim, that's God that's sitting on the throne, he is telling you, whatever your addiction is, I don't care if it's the phone to the, the addiction to drugs, to men or women, to uh, lying, pornography, you know, any, I don't care, whatever that, that sin is. You need to denounce it. You need to get it out of your life. You need to start seeking him. And you cannot sit there and tell me, pastor, prophetess, I don't think I can come back from this one. And when God sits there and tells you, my child, I'm waiting on you. I've heard what you've done. And I still want you back in my house. I still want you back in my fold. I don't care what you've done. You come to me open and honest and repent and sincerely receive from me. And you want a relationship with me. You seek after me on a daily basis. God is ready to come back in. He's ready to renew you. He's ready to clean you from the inside out. He's ready. Why won't you accept him? Amen. And this is part of us fortifying our home, bridging the gaps, the little cranks, the little things that really hurt and manipulate and can tear down the body of Christ. We ain't even got into, you know, all the curses and all the different. That's all. I mean, that's all coming in 2024. But this is just a prelude of what God is already steering me in the direction. I mean, I have to sometimes go back and listen to what God has said on these podcasts in order for me to come back and say, I remember what you said, God, let me go and research this. I remember what you said, God, let me research this. Let me research that. Let me research this because I don't want to get into a situation where I cannot be able to get the word of God to the people of God and knowing full well, I am accountable for my actions and the words that come out of my mouth. Whether it's my thoughts or my words, I'm still accountable. And what she's saying is that in the 13th verse that you should save alive my father, my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. Now, 14 verse, and the men answered her, our lives for yours, if ye utter not this, our business. And it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. That because she has been able to put her life on the line for them and she's not telling anyone else what's going on, do you understand that they will keep what she has said and that they can be able to rest assured that when God has given them the land, that they will remember what she's done and that her family will be saved along with her. Isn't that something truly significant? That's something mind, I mean, boggling your mind because you've dealt with people so kindly and you dealt with what God, God's people more importantly. Now they can sit there and say, we will do the same for you once the land has become ours. 
Now there are some stipulations. 15th verse, then when she let them down by the court through the window for her house was upon the town wall and she dwelt upon the wall. Do you understand that the situation and her location were uh, in alignment with what God was about to do? Y'all don't hear me though. Your situation, your position, you may not always be where you think you should be. I mean, I'm going to say this. Ooh, y'all just tapping. God just tap dancing all over. No, he's stomping all over me. (laughs) I thought I would be in, you know, United States by now, but no, I'm in South Korea. And I'm here for such a time as this. I'm here, you know, I'm you know, where God wants me to be, where I thought I would be somewhere else. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I have been dwelling here for quite some time. I thought that I would be back in the States. I thought I would be this and this, but God has other plans. And we need to acknowledge that God has other plans for us. And we need to start, stop kicking against the bricks. Stop thinking that God has forgotten us. Stop saying that, wait a minute, God, you, you know, you plan this and you plan that. No, 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 no. If you do what God says do, God is going to be able to edify you. He's going to do what he knows to do in your life. Amen. Now, verse 16. And she said unto them, get you to the mountain, lest the pursuer meet you, which is, you know, her, her, the people, the king's um people that are out to, uh, Take them over. Meet you and hide yourselves there three days until the pursuer be returned. And afterwards, may ye go your way. All right. Verse 17. And the men said unto her, we will be blameless of this thine oath, which thou haveth made us swear. Come on now. Verse 18. And when she's talking about the oath. They want to make sure that she, which is and what they have declared to her, they want to make sure that this is a legitimate binding contract between the these two, these three individuals, and that it will be uphold. Verse 18, when we come unto the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window which thou didst let us down by and thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brother and all of thy father's household home unto thee now the line of scarlet thread this is going to be significant in that when god comes and lets them help them to pursue and take over the land That is going to be a significant key factor that everyone shall be saved because of that scarlet thread. Y'all don't hear me though. The significance is, is that, and I hope y'all know this, is that the significance of the scarlet, which is red, and it's on the door by the wall. Do you understand that signal to the children of Israel, not to touch the people within. 
Do you understand that in Exodus, when the children of Israel were going through the different, many different trials and tribulations in Egypt, and then Moses comes because God has called him to talk to Pharaoh, and it was Moses and Aaron. And they were going through so many different plagues, the the Egyptians, not the children of Israel, but the Egyptians. And the last plague, which was the death plague. And before they could be able to go through this plague, the children of Israel and God prepared them for this one. He said over their doorpost, There should be a lamb and it should be killed. And the blood of the lamb shall be able to be spread upon the doorposts of their homes. And because this is where they come in and out, this is where they put their names on the dwelling to signify this is whom this house belongs to. And they put it on the doorposts. So that death will pass them by and will take the firstborn of the Egyptians and the ones that have not been able to have their doorposts covered underneath the blood. Do y'all understand that the significance of that doorpost, of that scarlet, Jesus, thread in the window, that's to let God know that we have made a covenant with you. Now we would like to be able to be saved under you. Y'all don't hear me though. It's deeper than this, than what we're living. When people see you, when God sees you, he sees the blood of Jesus on your life. It's not just about you. It's about his son. It's about him going and coming through 42 generations just to be able to be beaten, slain, abused. I mean, physically stricken that you can't even recognize who Jesus was when they were done with them. I mean, beaten all night, having sucks, these sucker from the whips. And it, I mean, the, the, the suckers are, you have you, when you're plunging your um, toilet and you have a plunger. And do you understand those whips had those type of suckers that will pull the skin off of your body that you can't even imagine the psychological implications as much as the physical features, but the mental features, the mental psychology, the the things that Jesus had to go through all day and all night just for me and you, and then to get up and have his garments to be sectioned off, to be uh, pretty much given to people and having his garments to be uh, monetarily exchanged and then to put a throne on his head and say he is the king of the Jews after God his son has not done anything wrong but become the sacrificial lamb y'all don't hear me it's deeper than what we have it's deeper than what we go through 
is so much deeper. We we go through things and we think, oh, woe is me. But you haven't went through what God's son went through. You you haven't been there yet. You you haven't been to where you are physically, mentally abused day in and day out. You haven't been to a point where you have been driven by carts of horses. You you haven't been pulled apart. You haven't been put upside down like Peter or boiled in oil or 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 uh you haven't been persecuted and, and stoned to death like Stephen. You haven't been. You you haven't been to where the length the limits, excuse me, of what the disciples, what Jesus and other Christians had to go through. You haven't been a human candle through Nero's time. You haven't went through anything yet. You haven't been persecuted like the people in China or North Korea. You haven't talked, cost you your life yet. It's bigger than you. This whole entire walk is bigger than you. You are the example for what God is trying to do in this time period. And it's going to get worse. So I'm telling you right now, get your heart and your mind ready. Y'all don't, y'all don't, it's bigger than us. This whole entire walk is bigger than us. Get used to it. You think, well, I I didn't have this or I didn't have that. And then God comes through for you. When you don't have your bills paid, but then God, all of a sudden you go someplace and you do what God says do. And then all your bills are paid. It's a whole lot bigger than you. This walk that we have is a whole lot bigger than you. So go through it. Go through the trials and tribulations. Rahab knew, Rahab knew, she knew that they were going to come in and possess the land. So what I'm telling you, go in and do what God says, do amen. We got a couple of more scriptures and then I'm going to be able to go ahead and I got to go about my day, amen. But it says that verse 19, and it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thine house. Into the street, his blood shall be upon his head, and we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head, if any hand be upon him. Do you understand that if they go against what they have said to this woman, then it's on their head. But if they remain in the house, they remain where they're supposed to be. They're remaining underneath the blood of Jesus. They remain in who God is. They remain in what God is telling them to do and their purpose and their plan and who God is being able to be and shaping their whole entire focus. Then guess what? Their lives will be spared. It will be on the spies if they get hurt. But if they go out of the house, out of God's will, out of God's plan, out of God's vision, out of God's purpose, and they go and seek into the enemy's camp, they come out trying to help them to fight. Do you understand that's on their heads? 
that we can't do nothing about that. Oh, it's going deeper. See, I thank you, Holy Spirit. Do you understand? The deep calling the deep. Well, Pastor, it ain't. Yes, it is. It's just that deep. It's, it's just that so deep. You get so deep into God that you start seeing the revelations from Genesis to, to Revelation, who Jesus is and how significant each connotation, every word is pointing towards him being crucified, resurrected and coming again. Let me say, I'm, y'all, I'm just saying, man, no, the Holy Spirit is telling me it's that deep and we need to get that deep. Let me read it one more time from the 19th verse in Joshua, the second chapter. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thine house unto the streets, his blood shall be upon his head and we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee. In the house, his blood shall be on our head, if any hand be upon him. 20th verse. And if thou utter this our business now, the contract, then we shall be quit of thine oath, which thou havest made us to swear. Verse 21. And she said, according to your words, so it be. And she sent them away and they departed. And she bound the scarlet line in the window to make the contract start. Y'all, come on now. Isn't God good? If he didn't send his son, his son that was willing to die on the cross for us, our contract, our oath would not have started. Amen. Now, if you do not have the Lord Jesus in your life as your personal Savior, we can start by going to Romans 10, 9 through the 13 verses. And it says that if you paraphrase and if you believe, if you believe that God has raised his son from the dead and that he has sent his son for us and that we should be able to believe on him that we can be able to come to him and confess our sins and he will be able to heal us. And we believe in his son, Jesus, died on the cross for us, that we shall be able to be in his fold. That if we give our lives over to him, because confession with the mouth, that's, that's a contract, that's an oath, that's, that's, that's telling God that he believes. And that's a significant oath because you're telling the enemy that you're no longer with them. You're no longer with Satan. You're, you're believing in God. You're, you're trusting in God. That's your, that's your scarlet thread. I'm going to say that one more time. That's your scarlet thread. Excuse me. That's your scarlet thread. That's, that's what God has given you, amen, to show the world because you have been able to accept his son and him, and now you have the blood of Jesus on you. That when people see you, they see Jesus in you, the hope of glory, amen? Now, go back and read the word on today and know who God is. And we're going to continue this because I really want to finish this. And um, I pray that you have an awesome day in God on purpose. 
We don't praise a significant day. We just say, this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall be glad and rejoice in it. Amen. Not this is this day or no, every day that we wake up, we should rejoice that God has given us a plan, a purpose. He has given us the tools that we need. Amen. To fulfill everything that we need. Now, I'm going to say this. Thank you for listening. And if you like what you have heard thus far, please follow, like, and subscribe. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, and other major platforms such as Facebook and YouTube. These uh, podcasts are here to be able to help you, to edify you, and also give you some of the word of God, but also being able to help you to learn how to be able to interpret the scriptures. Amen. Now, if you have uh, liked what you heard thus far, please leave us a five-star rating. This will help us to reach more people. And if you have any questions, comments, you can find me on Facebook. It is written... L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Once again, it is written L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. And I do post things on my Facebook. And also under it is written, I do start posting stuff on Instagram also. And I am starting to do a little bit more uh, coming up soon of YouTube. So please check those uh websites out uh also at the same exact time i want to let you know if you have just started listening to me thank you if you have just by happenstance to hear this word of god and uh this podcast thank you if you've been with me for a long time as a listener i want to say thank you if you have you know just uh started knowing who god is and you have heard of this podcast and you want to be able to listen and to just be intrigued and, you know, trying to figure out what God is saying to you as someone that is a believer. Uh, thank you for listening. Whatever the situation, whatever the circumstances, I thank you for listening. And I want to say this also too. We're gonna to have uh we're gonna have a part three on this because it is starting to realize is that more and more every day we need to read the word of God and also that we need to be able to hear from God. We need to be able to have the breath of God and not paneo. That's meaning that God is with us, the breath of God, um, to be able to hear what he's saying in these times, in these seasons, because some people have started to go away from the faith because of seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And I want to be able to let you know I'm hearing from God and I want to be able to keep hearing from God. So during this time of warfare, We want to keep constant communication with each other. And we want to do what God says do. No matter what's the situation or trials or tribulations, you want to hear from God. And in that regard, I want to say thank you so much for listening once again. It has been my pleasure. We're going to do uh, this is war for we fortify in your house. Third is coming. Be a blessed today. Take care of yourself. Know who God is on today. And no matter what, 
if you haven't heard anything else, let and know, have the enemy scared of you because you are loving for God and you shouldn't be scared of him. He knows you're coming for the territory. Now you need to increase your warfare. But first, go and repair your home. Make sure that it is stable and ready because guess what? He's going to come on your territory and you need to be able to put up the bloodstained banner. And everything we do and we say, that means to have prayer, fasting, and meditation. Meditation that's constantly being in the word and knowing who God is, amen. And also at the same exact time before you leave your home, pray. Before every situation, pray. And also at the same exact time, know who God is in your life. No matter what's going on, rejoice. Knowing that he will give you, he will give you the battle. All you have to do is stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. That's in the word. So once again, gotta go. It has been my pleasure. Annyeong.